This podcast is brought to you by Toyota of Paris. These guys are so awesome. Huge supporters of mine. Thank you so much for sponsoring my podcast. If you guys have any needs for cars, used cars, new cars, Toyota is the place to go. They're across the street from Home Depot off the loop and you can't miss them. They have a huge American flag. It's so cool seeing that thing coming around the loop. Go check them out. Let's get this thing started. Welcome to another Paris, Texas, a podcast. This is a podcast where you get to listen to people's stories, people that have either influenced or lived in the city of Paris, Texas. I love hearing their stories, and I can't wait for you to hear the next guest. All right, guys, ready for another podcast? I have a very special one. I'm kind of excited about this one. Kenneth Thornhill, what's up, man? Well, not much, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, so I'm going to – if someone was trying to put a face with the name, where would they – at this current moment, where would they see you at most? Oh, they would definitely only see me at my restaurant. It's I'm here all the time, uh, Red Bear down at 208 South Main. Uh, now, some people call you Red Bear, Bear sure, right? That's sure. like a nickname of sorts. Sure, it kind of became a nickname. Um, the name of it came from when we were trying to start my food truck about seven years ago. The hardest part of forming a business is trying to think of a cool name yes. that someone else hasn't taken already. Have you met my company's name? Uh, dead, yeah, dead, dead Cat. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I, do, I, I love it. So Been there. No, so... You know, every good idea you have has been taken. Yes. And, and so um, eventually, my, well, at the time, my girlfriend, she calls me Oso in Spanish. She's okay. Venezuelan. She's now my wife, and uh, which means bear in Spanish. So eventually, I have a big red beard. So red bear just, just worked. Process elimination. It worked, and we took it and just ran with That's it. That's so. awesome. So Kenneth from Red Bear, where were you born? I was born in Dallas. Dallas? Yeah. Dallas, Texas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Right in Pleasant Grove. Uh, so, so how long did you did you grow up in Dallas? How long were you there? Like, I bounced around a lot of kid. I went to three elementary schools, four high schools. I we, we moved a lot. A so lot. Okay. I have no real. Mostly in the Dallas area. DFW area. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, out, out here, uh, my dad lives in Ben Franklin, and that was, you know, my introduction to Paris when I was younger. Okay. So. Okay. So what um, what was your thing through school? Did you have some a favorite thing to do? Uh, sport. Well, because of my size, I played a lot of sports. It's, okay. You know, when you're a big fella, you do it. I was never, I just that was never my thing. I, you know, uh, just pastime. It's something to do. You yeah. know, when you go to so many schools, there's a couple of ways you can make friends. One's going to church, and the yep. other one's being good at sports. And any school that'll translate. So, um, but my real thing was music. I was an orchestra, played oh, stand-up really? stand bass. I was a musician for most of my adult life. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, it's a, she's a, she's a mean mistress, but absolutely. Do you Start, still play? I, it's, um, I stopped pretty much playing, you know, professionally once I opened the restaurant. It was, that was the end of my musician Musi- days. Yeah. It, don't get me wrong. I hang around with my friends. I'm yeah. going to break out the bass or yeah. the guitar or something. Yeah, it's you know. Did you ever play with somebody super cool? Sure. Uh, I, I, well, the biggest band that I played the most was with my buddy Alex Addy. Okay. And we had a band called Tambourine Machine, and we played you know for about ten years. Oh and, wow. Yeah, I, and then I did some studio work before that. Yeah, it's just you know. That's so cool. It, it is cool, but you know, we travel around in a van and sleep in, in terrible motels. Young man's game. Absolutely, they didn't get paid nothing. Oh, you should have been here last week. Oh. Yeah. Last week, you couldn't get one more person in the doors. <laughs> you know, it's the story of your life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so you, you went through high school playing sports. Sure. Uh, and you played a little bit of music. Sure. When you graduated from high school, what was the plan? What were you wanting to do? I was not, I had no idea. I am getting concernably a- aging and still don't know what I want to do <laughs> when I grow up. Okay, it's, it's funny. <laughs> so, but at a high school... The first thing I did is I went to pro wrestling school. Really? Yeah. You know, I mean, it seems Did you fun. wrestle in high school? No. No, no you just no, wanted it, to do it. Yeah, it, it wasn't offered anywhere I went. It was pretty much football. I played tennis in high school. I did everything I could. But uh, no, not wrestling. It just it always seemed like fun. I went to school, and then, uh, you know, I never did anything after that. But really? It was just one of those. I've, I've never done one thing very long. I shift dramatically because yeah. I, I went from that 
to I worked at Boeing for a small stint outside of Denton. Okay. And they fired me as soon as they came to their senses. I mean, <laughs> just now Boeing the, the plane airplane. Yeah, it's yeah, okay, Boeing. yeah. Just make sure I'm thinking the right Boeing. Isn't that terrifying? <laughs> yeah. It's a little... Oh my goodness. So uh, I went there, and then I went from there to the Army. So, oh, Army. Yep. Thank you for your service. Oh heck, you know it is what it is. But uh, so yeah. what was your what was your uh, rank or what was your job in, in the army? I was when I got out, I was a 240 Bravo machine gun team leader. So wow. I was in the infantry, Charlie Company 431 10th Mountain Division, Polar Bears. Polar so, Bears. Polar Bears. So bears are quite an, an impression in your life. It, it seems to have a theme almost. Yeah. Doesn't it? So yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. So how long were you? Four years? Four, four years. A little bit longer, but about four years. Awesome. So when you got out of the Army, what like what was the... Is there anything you miss about the Army? Of course. You, you, you miss your buddies. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, and, you know, with time, all the terrible stuff is forgotten. You just remember the fun stuff. Like, yeah. The whole time I was in, I was just, oh, I cannot wait to stop doing this one day. I'm not getting up and running. I'm not going to shave anymore. <laughs> you know, it's just all of that. Just, it's, and then you get out and you're like, well, I don't really know what to do now. It's, yeah. you know, I have no clue. I was, I was from the time I was in Iraq, a month later, I was a waiter at a Texas roadhouse in uh, Tennessee. Wow. You know, it's just, that's a crazy change, change of pace. Change pace, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean. And then, so you missed that. I mean, it's, I don't know. It wasn't my thing necessarily. Yeah. I, I did it. I did it the best I could. But, you know, I. That's, that's crazy. So you came out and so you jumped in and you started just back into the job field. And you, yeah. went, you went and started waiting tables? Yep. Uh, the first thing I did is waiting tables, just trying to figure out a game plan. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have a thousand game plans until, you know. Until the first punch is thrown, right. so to say. Right. So uh, we did that. Then uh, we moved, myself and my then wife at the time, moved back to Texas. I uh, got went to culinary school for a short time. and dropped, Really? Yeah, dropped out of it. So, you know, it wasn't my Where, thing. Where did you go to culinary school? Art Institute in Dallas. In Dallas. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, I, I loved the cooking part. I just, I didn't see why school? I had to take college algebra to, you know, be able to use a knife. and. They had stuff. college algebra? And it's, it's a legit degree, which is the last thing i was concerned with right you know and the price was just astronomical i bet i've always been more of a hands-on learn guy sure. so everything from videography to graphics to even podcasting mm. i literally just push the button if it's not a good button to push then i remember don't push that button sure, again sure and then if it's if i figure out a shorter way down the way i'm like oh that's why you would oh so i've always been a hands-on Trades. Yeah, trades, learn this with my hands. Sure. Maybe watch some YouTube videos for, like, for some guidance, but, like... Absolutely. I mean, use, use the resources you can. Right. Uh, I'd, like you, I've taken a few classes, but yeah. I've never... I just... I, it, it always seemed to... I remember I took an art class. Sorry, I don't mean to rabbit trail. No, 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 no. I took an art class once, and I walked, and I walked in. I sat down. I was super excited. It was, it was a drawing class. I came in, and the guy walked in. He opened up a paper sack. It's like, yeah. whoosh! Set it upside down, and he, I think he did two or three paper sacks, and then he walks out. He doesn't tell us what to do. He doesn't give us zero instruction. Was he wearing a cape or something? No, it was just a plain... I mean, he looked like an art guy. I mean, he looked like he was someone who was into art stuff. Sure. But he didn't give us any instruction. Come to find out, we were supposed to draw with chalk uh-huh. out this paper, right, yeah. and make it look three-dimensional and he came in the next day and he, he told us what we were supposed to do and he's like i want you guys to go find a tree on campus somewhere and draw a tree and he walks out of the room <laughs> zero instruction no techniques what a I've, sweet gig he what i, I finally gave up because i was like i like i want to learn i want yeah. someone to show me what i'm supposed to be doing yeah uh, i later ran into uh, someone and they're like he they said he used that as a technique to weed out people who didn't want to be there huh so if you would if you dropped out of the class and he didn't waste his time teaching that person anything, yeah. But he did it for like three weeks. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a good thing that he is the the uh, you know milestone right. to the art world, right? You know. So. But uh, uh, that was. I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't do it. I'd I'd rather go out and try to learn how to draw and sure. just try it until I figure it out. But. Sure. It's a, you know. It, Especially something like that has to do with art and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's such a subjective thing, no matter what it is, that when someone else tries to teach you, well... It's, mm. it's all open to your interpretation exactly, of it. Exactly, exactly. So, 
before culinary school, mm. were you, did you have a love for for cooking? Yeah, I mean, I, I was always a fat kid, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying you always loved eating? <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love eating, and most yeah. people around me can't cook, so oh. you know. Uh, I don't know. It's just—it's kind of one of those things. You—you you do what you're kind of inclined to do. I was naturally kind of good at cooking. I'm naturally kind of good at music, so that's kind of what I pushed myself towards. Awesome. Did you look up like, like I do with videography? I look up new techniques and I look up. Oh, I see someone else did this thing. I'm like, oh, how did they do that? Sure. Were you doing that before culinary school? Like trying to trying to figure out like deconstructing how someone else made this meal or does that make sense yeah no it absolutely makes sense but no i never really did that i mean you know uh, when i was younger we never got to go to fancy restaurants okay you know even a place like my place we wouldn't come here so um you're just figuring out how to make food it's just yeah well eventually that's what it starts out with you learn your your techniques your basics and stuff like that and eventually it becomes you know in your head you think of a series of colors and how do you combine those colors and that becomes for me it's very visual that's the important thing Uh, the thing i love about food it's a destroyable arts i'm going to spend hours or weeks sometimes fermenting something to make you a beautiful plate of food that you're instantly going to destroy I love that. That's amazing. That's art to me. You know, a painting that lasts 400 years, I don't give a, I don't care about that. Right. But something that, you know, here's a, you know, here's this piece of art and I want you to destroy it the second you see it. That's. That's cool. An amazing thought process of how your art works. That's (laughs) incredible. Yeah. It's, you know, it's cool. Sometimes there's a picture taken of it. Most times there's not. Right. You know, and then it's. It's just memory or stuff like that. The other thing I love about art, and I think it translates in your world as well, because I still dabble in painting. I don't mm-hmm. draw as much anymore, but in painting, is every person conceives it and sees it differently. Like, yeah. I love abstract painting because I, I want every person that walks into the room to see something differently. Sure. For you, everyone that tries your your meal tastes it differently to them. Yeah, so they they I, that's that's a really cool well, way to think about well, it. Well, like I said, you know, art is subjective. Flavor is subjective. Some people eat cilantro and they're like, oh man, this is Mexican food. Some people eat it and it tastes like soap. It's a it's a you know it's a part of your brain that makes it taste like soap. That's so cool. it's I don't know. It, it, it's cool. It, that's you know. awesome. So, okay, so I'm sorry, I rabbit trailed again. I do that, though, that's okay. (laughs) Uh, So you went to culinary school, uh, and the school part wasn't for you. No. Did you you make it to, did that inspire you to look for more, more? No, uh, so when I came to the idea I was going to quit culinary school, it was the idea that I just was not into school. And I'd already found a job in the field uh, working uh, for these two guys out in Dallas. And so, um, why do I need to go to school if I'm, you know... You've already got the gig. Yeah. This is what I want to do. These guys are doing the food I do. You know, it doesn't work out. Turnover's high in any business and stuff like that. And I just, I'd stopped cooking for a long time. Really? I went to welding school. I was going to use that GI Bill they gave me. (laughs) So, yeah. Wow. So, okay. So, after that, you went to welding school. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah. (laughs) You were really the jack of all trades, man. That's kind of the idea. I, I don't know. I like dabbling and everything but like i said the idea of being an adult and knowing what i want to do is still not there still not there i mean i i like this so far i I don't mind working 100 hour weeks it's so well that's that's what it takes right now but well and i feel you i've always had to i i told we talked about this in the podcast not too long ago but i've had i stopped counting at 50 jobs yeah like i've always and it's not because I didn't get along with someone and I got another job. It was that I had a job. I wanted more. Mm. So I got a second job. Sure. And then in some cases I got a third job. Sure. And then I got burnt out on three jobs. So I backed down to one job and then I missed having stuff. So I got another job. Yeah. And that's been my whole life. So in my career path now, I think it's conditioned me or prepared me for working a lot of hours or, or juggling multiple clients or jobs and sure. uh, I, I still do that now I juggle multiple things so it's well, that's you know that's kind of your personality yeah you know? I mean that's it, it, it suits you it, you know the suit doesn't fit unless it fits right um, okay okay so welding yeah <laughs> so what kind of welding did you do just uh, well in school I teach you a little everything when I got out I did mainly flux core and okay. uh, a little bit of TIG and stuff like that 
uh, did that for six months and realized I absolutely hate this. Oh, I hate this so much. It is hot outside or it's cold outside. Yeah. You know, and I think it was the third or fourth time I completely set myself on fire. Oh, that, no. That I was like, you know what? This is not my this is not my jam right here. Oh, man. <laughs> so, okay. So, welding was out. Welding was done. Oh. It was done. So. You, can you still weld? Sure. Yeah. Oh, no. wow. No, I, I love doing I love fabricating metal. I love... The, the welding is cool, but I love using grinders. I love fitting. Fitting is so much more fun than welding to me. Awesome. Welding is welding, but fitting is the actual art of it. So. Awesome. Now, have you ever done it... And, and created art out of it. No, I, nope. no, I've never had my own thing. I mean, okay. you know, everybody says they're an art when they first get a torch in their hands. You yep. Know, you know, but but not not so much. Just not. You know, always did it professionally. Never had a private rig where I could play around. Gotcha, with it, gotcha, so. gotcha. All right, so you went through welding. What yeah. what was the next venture? After welding, straight up musician. Straight up musician. Okay, that's, here that's we all, go. That's all I did, and so I was in Arlington number of little hippie bands i was in with awesome i mean guys wearing sheets and stuff like that easy to pick me i did not wear the sheets it's just you know as a combat veteran i don't think i'm gonna do that yep so (laughs) um then um after a while just you know got tired of the city i you know was getting out you know you have some problems sometimes when you get out you know ptsd is a real thing Mm -hmm. and i think the main part of it is this lack of direction uh Mm -hmm. you know but everything is always planned out and you always have these big plans and you get out and you don't succeed in real life the way you think you do and Mm -hmm. you know so personally i just needed some time to get away from everybody uh my dad lives out in ben franklin that's about as far from everybody as i know so i went out there and just lived with him for about a year year and a half and just now you're still playing, but I, you I, lived in I, Ben Franklin. Pretty much stopped even doing that for a while. Really? I, I, I really needed to just be by myself. So uh, this is fascinating. I, I had the exact same moment in my life where I, lo- I stopped, I looked around at the people that were in my life mm-hmm. and what I was doing in mm-hmm. my life, and I felt like I was in the wrong place. Yep. So I, <laughs> I sold everything I owned and moved to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I wanted to move to Australia, but I couldn't get all my ducks in a row to get it to work, visas sure. and stuff like that. <laughs> so Hawaii to me was as far as I could get, yeah. but still be in America, absolutely, and not need a and not need a visa. Yeah. So, uh, and I and I I wanted to be alone. I wanted yeah. to like soul search yeah. me for just a little bit, and um, that's interesting. You kind of have the same story a little bit. Well, I just I needed to be able to form an opinion on who I was and what do I think about a lot of things. Yeah, you know, because you hang around people and they say stuff, and then somehow that becomes your identity and I didn't want that you know I just wanted to sit sit down and think about not fun stuff to think about yeah and really soul search and stuff so awesome so how long did you soul search for Uh, I mean about a year year? really just really isolated myself for about a year so see I did about eight months and then I ran out of money in Hawaii yeah well yeah (laughs) and then Back then, they had a what they called an open-ended return ticket. Okay. So you pay this price, and it's a round-trip ticket, but yeah. you had an open-ended return. Sure. So I could just all I had to do was show back up and say, "Okay, I need your next flight back to that's brilliant. Texas. That's brilliant. Um, so many people have done what you have done that they have now made a, a class of airline ticket for it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so I don't think they do that anymore. No. I think that they no, probably getting, now they're probably money. getting screwed. Yeah. They're like, well, we could charge them twice. We're not going to give them a free return not free i mean i paid for it but of course but. uh but they're they could have prices changed so much they they didn't want to lock you in but anyway yeah and then i flew back home and then and then figured out my life from there so. yeah sure that's interesting okay so a year passes what was the plan then uh well the, again plan was uh, i kind of just you know follow the stream where it leads me um during that time, I met my good buddy Alex Addy, and uh, we decided we were going to make a band. And we started, you know, started off with just him and I and his, you know, a little apartment and stuff like that. And we awesome. did like some reggae, ska music, and stuff awesome. like that. Um, and then, you know, that turned into like a ten-year thing with a ton of other members, including my. Our, Drummer we had forever, Clint Lumpkin, Sweet Tea. I named him that myself, taking full credit. His his nickname is Sweet Tea? Yeah, okay, so this is an interesting story. So um, after a while, after several years playing in the band, Alex and I, who are yeah. just two type A persons, you yeah. know, 
uh, we decided that we were getting a little bit bored with just the, the, the incredibly complicated music we play all the time. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. So, um, <laughs> so we decided that now we're going to make a country band and give ourselves country alter egos. Okay. <laughs> so his name was John Wayne Stetson. Okay. okay? I was Danger Dean Wrangler. And, and in both of us, we had whole backstories and accents and it, it went really it, shamefully deep. Um, so our, our drummer, Clint, he wasn't as committed to like having a part as Alex and I. Okay. So I came up with the idea. Your name is Sweet Tea, and your gimmick is you just don't talk, because Sweet it's Tea. Like Silent Bob of uh, Jay exactly. Silent Bob. That's gotcha. exactly where the idea came from, and with the ultimate country name I could think of, Sweet Tea. Okay. So yeah, and he's stuck with that ever since. So. I feel like there's a short story <laughs> film in this. I like want to make a video about this. Oh, it's, it's, it's like the origin of Sweet yeah, Tea. Yeah, the origin yeah. of Sweet Tea. <laughs> or even the whole concept of how y'all came up with the idea of becoming a, an alter ego uh, yeah. country band. Yeah, oh, man, it's just it, it's always just try to create something different. Did, y'all, did y'all go out and start playing as as those egos? Or? So we learned this, we learned some songs. I went as far to buy like a shirt that the guy from Johnny like Johnny Cash's shirt maker guy. Oh, then, really? Yeah, it has flowers on it. It's just it's a train wreck of a shirt. <laughs> But it's it's great, man. It's so great, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, awesome. You're like a peacock when you walk down the street in this thing. But no, it's 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 just the best. Uh, unfortunately, all of our hard work, I've, uh, one of us backed out, and it doesn't matter who it was. It, it was the one who didn't even talk. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So how long did y'all play play for? Uh, Alex and I played probably almost 10 years together, That's at least cr- almost 10 years. And That's crazy. Yeah, I, did, I got out and I did a, a, a project with with Sweet Tea and a, a horn section we had from the last band. Then I did a, a heavy metal project for a little bit. And, you know, just played some music and then uh, uh, had been doing the food truck for a while at that point. So, so was most of this cover music or was it uh, you all wrote and, and yeah. everything? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. It, it, yeah, we, we wrote, we recorded, you know, we did everything ourselves. That's so. impressive. Yeah, I mean, we, we, you throw cover songs in and there. there occasionally, you, yeah. You have to, you yeah. know, or break into one in the middle of like after your last chorus, you know, something like that just to get them shaking one more time. But, you know, no, we mostly original. What's uh, I know. I, what's your favorite song you've ever written or been a part of writing or oh. collabed on or? Oh man, I have no idea. Uh, and are there still recordings of this floating oh, around? Oh yeah, no, no, totally. We sold CDs. It's uh, it was Alex Addy and the Tambourine Machine, and then just the Tambourine Machine. We have two CDs out. Uh, you can find them on iTunes everywhere. Really? Oh yeah, no. I mean, we have so uh, looking that they're up. They're on Spotify. We have uh, we play them here at the restaurant every now and then. Oh wow! I still hate hearing myself. <laughs> it's it's just the worst thing in the world hearing like that's really ugh. you know I was so much more cool in my head. It's you know yeah you're always cooler in your head <laughs> absolutely. I mean when you're in the middle of doing it you're like I sound so awesome yeah exactly and then you hear it back later and you're like no what was I doing. <laughs> Oh man, my, my, I must have sinuses that day or something. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? Totally, just, totally. That was an off day. I yeah. remember that day. It was an off day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm going to tambourine machine. Tambourine machine, yeah. I'm so looking you guys up when we leave. Great. And, it, and again, that was just so many crazy things happened to us on the road. I mean, um, especially in bars constantly. Okay, we had a girl come up to us and eat our CD in front of us. Like, just start. Like, broke the cd and i love you guys here's the exact way she worded it i love you guys so much i want you inside me so there was a moment that him and i looked at each other and we're like all right but you know <laughs> and then she proceeds to, to eat, eat the cd the cd which is not where i pictured that going after that you know so <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, that's not refundable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you've already bought that. You break it, you buy it. You right? break it, you bought it. That's crazy. <laughs> need, need a t-shirt to wash that down with or something. <laughs> we, you have, know? we have more merch in the back. If you want to eat it, that's fine. We sold toothbrushes with our name on it because it was the dumbest merch we could think of. That's great. <laughs> that's great. It's dumb, but I loved it. That's so. fun. <laughs> I have to think about that. Dead cat toothbrushes. I mean, you know, you got to show you care about dental hygiene. Yeah, for sure. Know? 
for sure. I'm gonna have to look into that. Okay, so uh, you're on you're in on tour band, not tour, but band yeah. world for ten years. Sure. Yeah. And you got out of it. Now, then, did you get out of it because it was just again a young man's game and it was getting hard? It, you know, it, it, it was a lot of things. You know, the last project kind of left a, a bitter taste in my mouth a little bit, and it's just. You know, then you're like, if it's gonna happen, it would have happened. Yeah. And I don't even know what it happening means. means. That's not a thing. And then somewhere in there, you started the food truck. Sure, yeah. In uh, 2000, the, you remember the big ice apocalypse we had out I here? I do remember the big ice apocalypse. That was my first night open. No. Uh huh. I had to navigate broken trees and stuff with my brand new chimney and trailer combo. And oh, uh, yeah, we parked outside of um, the, uh, the depot. Really? Yep. Yep. That's uh, awesome. On the f- Not awesome and awesome at the same time. On the far end of the parking lot because they wouldn't let me park next to the building. <laughs> so I was down like closer to the sheriff department no. than the depot maybe. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, has you, have you met your wife yet as a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so I was in the band and, uh, <laughs> and we used to pay. She didn't eat your CD, did she? No, 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 not yet. So, <laughs> so um, we used to pay a guy, you know, 20 bucks to put on. We had this robot outfit we put together and okay. just have him dance while we play. Okay. It was just, like I said, fun. So she took a picture of the guy in the robot outfit and because she's a photographer okay and an architect and funny and yeah she's yeah. amazing i've, and, ma- I've and, met her multiple times and hopefully listening so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um so she took a picture and then later on we were looking for cover arts for the back of, mm-hmm. the, of the cd and there's this really good picture of our robots so i just ripped it off and put it on the cd right because it's our robot you're taking a picture of our robot so that leads to an argument of her going, hey, you used my picture without asking. And me going, yeah. well, it's of my property, so I'm going to use it. Yeah, anyway, that was kind of our first introduction of one another. Oh, <laughs> so it started out on a rough patch. It, it, it did. Fortunately, she didn't think it was me she was having those online communications with. She thought it was Alex. And I never bothered until now, you haven't told her. No, no, she she, she knows by now. But okay. I, I'm already married to her. You know. Okay, gotcha. You got, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, you ain't getting away at this. Bear point, hug. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we met. And then uh, one day we were uh, doing a little acoustic show outside the old Paris Bakery. Yep. And uh, she was there. It was um, so we started talking. You know. Yeah. One thing led to another. Kept, kept on going. Awesome. So yeah, yeah. No, she she's been with me for eight years. So that's amazing. Long time. Um, okay, <clears throat> so was she, were y'all married at, at the uh, opening of the trailer? No. Not yet? No, we didn't get married till last year, so we were really? s- six years into the trailer before we got married. Oh, wow. Yeah, you wow. know, you, you got to make sure. Make sure, double check. Absolutely. Sometimes it takes 20, 30 years to make, to make sure you got the right one. Right. You know? Um, but when she checks as many boxes with architect and yeah, uh, you, you gotta you gotta put a ring on that, lock it down. Yeah, and she's you know very sneaky and will <laughs> catch me slipping one day or something like that. Not, I, I don't want that. No. <laughs> um, I remember my first experience with you was uh, you had pulled up into where the uh, pumpkin patch mm-hmm. is, and I don't remember. It was for an event. Me and my family were walking around downtown, mm-hmm. and then we 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 were gonna go home and eat but we had never tried your your trailer before so we ducked in there and you had uh chairs lined up on the grassy part of yeah. that that part and uh and it was it was the whole experience was one of those like memorable experiences the food was good the location was good they had the lighting up at that point yeah. and all the lights worked and, and it no, was, the burnout is such a nice little spot oh, too. i the, love that spot the only part that's bad probably for you is it's so hidden like once you pull up in there you can look down the road and be like, I don't see anything, and just and, keep on walking. And not at all the easiest thing to back your trailer. Oh, into. I cannot even imagine. Just, <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's, it, it's tricky. But, uh, and then if the wind catches it right, all your smoke blows back into your trailer, oh, no. which, which happens more often than not. But, no, it was a, it was a good spot. And uh, so, it, and even, this is even kind of funny, but, uh, one of the reasons I started my food truck is that I was fired from the building we're currently sitting in while I was cooking. 
No way. Yep. Uh, when this place a long time ago, my buddy Matt Coyle yep. owned it. And it was called Bodark. Bodark, yep. I was the first sous chef of Michael Perry here when it started out. And I worked here a year, something like really? that. Really? So I did. Uh, wow. Yeah, well, so, so he fired me because he's just a mean person. He's just the... No, no. Uh, I was a musician. I didn't show up some weekends. <laughs> you know, I would tell him I'm not coming a month in advance, but, you know, I was... I, I wasn't a chef at the time. I was a musician. There so you go. And business is business. Business is business. Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so when you opened your food truck, mm. was it, it was it was strictly pizza mostly, right? Sh- only pizza. Only, only wood pizza. fire pizza. Wood fire and, and pizza and, and, and sides. Yep. Uh, wood fire pizza and cheesecake. That cheesecake. Was, that was it. Those two things. Yep. So how did you do that the whole time, or did you start branching out? Oh, I did tons of things out of there. Oh, uh, wow. I did Greek food in there. I've done, I did burgers, you know, obviously in yep. there. Um, I did Venezuelan food out of there. Wow. I've, I've, it's just so was that when you got into, like, your experimental phase? Had you cooked those mm-hmm. before, or were you just trying new things because you really wanted to learn about these new things? So, both. Um, a, a lot of the things, it's... It's like driving. Once you know how to drive a vehicle, you can drive pretty much any car. Right. You know, yeah. once you know how to make food taste good, you just got to figure out where what, what you're looking for. Like, if you're looking for spicy, sweet, acidic, texture-wise, if you want it chewy, crunchy, you start combining all that, and that's how you formulate your food. It's just yeah. off of, like, my ketchup. My ketchup, I want it to be sweet. I want it to be acidic. I want you to taste the tomato. That's pretty much it. I want to be able to cut through good. Okay. So that's what I go for with the ketchup, and you just mix it until you get it right. Until you mix all those nouns up, you know. Gotcha. So, but yeah, um, along the way is you know, so I'm doing the food truck, and I was the first food truck in Paris. Me or Taco City? He had his old rig at the time, but it was definitely one of us. Um, so you started a trend of sorts. I did. I did. I'm taking full credit for it. Okay. Full credit. Everybody that has a food truck owes me a nickel. I, I think that's true. I think it's fair and true. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, I, I did that forever. And, you know, you always want the brick and mortar, but it just seems completely yeah. unobtainable, you know, yeah. to you. It's, you know, it, so, uh, yeah, eventually uh, along the way, I've, did the wine fest and won it a few times and i got to go on a couple of like food network shows and that you know helped i was gonna get there okay (laughs) so how did that happen but by the dumbest possible means one time my girlfriend now wife came up to me she's like hey you want me to fill you out an application for the food network i go okay oh and then so she does a year and a half, a year and two years later, we get an email going, hey, congratulations, you made it to step two. Now we need some more personal information. Yeah, right? da, 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 da. Yep, and as you do that, then you go through a process where you got to send them a bunch of pictures of your dishes, which was a problem because I didn't, I was just in the food truck. I had no fine restaurant looking pictures of my food because right. it was just a pizza. Food truck, yeah. I'll show you some pizzas all day. Yeah. But uh, so I had to go into my fridge, which was not well stocked, and make like 12 different complete separate dishes out of just whatever I had in the fridge, which was like I had one piece of salmon, you know. Yeah. And I did that. I sprayed it all with WD-40 at the end to make it shiny. You know, just any little secret I heard along the way to make your food look better. I'm sitting there with a light, you know, and stuff like, and a mister, you know, just. Oh, that's great. It's magical. It's like every, you and, know. Every, and your now wife, then girlfriend, she, yeah. did she take the pictures for you? Absolutely. She's, she takes all the pictures of everything we do. That's awesome. It, that's, she's great at that. So why would we? Go yeah, don't it works. Don't don't go near the way. It works. It works, and I don't have to do it, so it works even better. So, are there any other stages past stage two, or did after stage two? Did you just yeah? No, then you got to like meet with the producers online and get or, uh, you know face FaceTime mm-hmm. and get a little one on one, so they can kind of get a grip of how you talk and yeah. if you can talk and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, then they immediately told me, then cool, you're in. You know, as soon as they had the FaceTime, uh, really how bad is everybody else applying for these shows that they see this and they're like instantly you know what you're on big feather you know that's, oh that's great it's insane so were you ever nervous or did you just kind of just own yeah it? yeah of course you're nervous i mean it, so y- y- you fly to hollywood on the first one i did two times and there were two different locations so you go to hollywood and you go to one of these big film studios and there's just tons of big rectangular buildings and like oh that's where they shot the x-files or whatever yeah 
then we then we get to ours and stuff like that, and they're putting makeup on you and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, this is how do you put makeup on a red beard? Well, you don't. Fortunately, we left all this alone. And, let, <laughs> and, and also, the lady said, you know, you're the first person ever to come through here that needs no makeup. <laughs> uh, so, thank you. Question yeah, mark? yeah. And then she, she and then she proceeded to put makeup on me. I, I think she was being sarcastic. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so you, you go and you compete at the show, and then there's Alton Brown standing right yeah. there. And did you know who he was before? Sure, yeah, no, Good Eats. I used to watch Good Eats, awesome. and uh, you know, I knew what Cutthroat Kitchen was before I went on. You awesome. know, and uh, did that one, and you know, came in second place. Which I remember, my wife's into those shows. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not more. I'm not. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not a, a reality TV show guy. It's just mm. not my world. No, I'm with you. Um, but. Uh, I occasionally watch them with my wife whenever, whatever she's doing something. But I remember watching that one and thinking, "Rock and roll, somebody from Paris, Texas, mm. made it." Yeah, no. And uh, while I was on there, I was told I was one of the best trash talkers on that <laughs> show. It's constant. I'm constantly sneaky and mean and stuff that whole show, and it's so funny because <laughs> I bet I bet they loved filming you. They loved it. I, you know, I, I made Alton Brown laugh once, which apparently is you know. Comp- hard to do well he's not the most you know outgoing that's fun so but uh no it was it was a crazy experience uh got to, got to go to big fancy hotel the standard in downtown la awesome and, awesome you know it, it was cool it was a paid vacation you know and so, so you didn't do that just once you did it twice yeah yeah same uh, show same, well kind of the same show but yeah the same premise show okay uh it was called camp cutthroats okay and so it was outside version okay of the show uh, so yeah, like um, I want to say a year, year and a half later, they contacted me again and said they're doing a tournament, uh, and like everyone who'd been on the tournament, one had won, which is silly that I was That's on there. That's silly, yeah. Well, it's because I talk such good trash. It's, <laughs> it has nothing to do. with <laughs> He's really good on camera. Bring him back, yeah, please. I really think that's what it was. Yeah. So uh, because. You know, the, I tell you, I'm I'm not in the business like like they're in the business, but I can tell you from as much in the business on video stuff. If you find somebody who's good on camera, yeah. use them, sure, because it's hard to find. Yeah, well, again, it was again, it, so it was super fun. I got drugged behind a jet ski that time, and it got second place again. Second yeah. place again. Second place again. But the guy that beat me won the whole tournament. So there's oh. that. Ooh, lucky. He's lucky is what he is. Oh, I disagree strongly with that decision, but whatever. If they called you again for round three, would you do it? Yeah. In a heartbeat? Yeah, I, I would do that one. There's certain shows. I've turned down uh, several shows as well. Really? You know, it doesn't matter which ones, but there's a certain – I like having fun. I yeah. like, you know, I'll get drugged behind a jet ski. I would love to do an actual culinary, like Chopped would be a, yeah. a great one. Um, but then there's other ones where it's just a little bit too goofy, and yeah, I'm I'm good on those. Man. Yeah, no, I'm, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, I don't like the ones that <clears throat> where they're overly mean to the, the where the like judges are overly mean to the get uh, to the uh, contestants. Yeah, so that's weird, man. How that works because when I watch how they did it to me and how they clip my words. So when the, the judge is there and he eats your food, he'll give you like a 10-minute spiel about, oh, well, this is good and this is good and this is good. And then they just crop little, you know, it's TV magic, right? of course. Yeah. It's editing. Oh, yeah, I and, get that. And then they put it together and make it sound like he's just jumping Dogging on you. you and destroying you. And he, that's not at all what they do most of the time. Now, there, I, one of them, the guy's like, this is straight up disgusting. <laughs> and the, that was all that needed to be said. So <laughs> the, there was nothing else. <laughs> oh, man. No, and I get that. I totally get that. I, I get, and I, and I guess I mean more towards the edit of how the, it comes out. Like, if you're gonna bash somebody yeah. that that much, yeah, like it seems it seems harsh. It it does, but, but I'm not talking about any food. <sighs> I'm actually talking about one of my wife's. Because uh, I again, I don't watch a lot of these. She's got one of these dress shows or something, mm. and uh, maybe maybe it's a home improvement show. I can't remember. <laughs> but like they are so negative, and it seems like that's all they are is negative. There's very little positive. Yeah, but I'm like, man, that's I, I can't watch this because there's too much dr- like negative drama. I don't need negative drama in my life, so I don't no, want to watch it. No, no, it's it, and those people are probably very pleasant in their real lives. Yeah, They're completely content with probably. themselves. Yeah, you know, I, I like. 
the only cooking show I've ever liked is like that Great British Baking Show because my wife loves that. They're show. all so friendly to they're each other. Hard. Oh, what's that? You dropped your cake. I'll make you another one. You know, it's, they're it's so re- nice. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, and then the hostesses are adorable. Adorable. It, it, yeah, it's great. Yeah, you my know? wife. I, that's one that I'll sit in and watch a few times with my wife. I like that one a lot. And then they have an American version of that, don't they? Yeah, they do, but it's... It's not as fun. There's something about them accents, man. It just yeah. it, it makes the food look and taste better. Yeah. I swear it does. Instantly. Um, yeah. For, first of all, when they're like, we're making biscuits today. I have no idea what they mean. <laughs> do they mean cookies? Do you mean biscuits? Do you mean crisps? What's a crisp exactly? <laughs> love you know, it. It's great. It's everything good. That's another question I have, and maybe you can answer it. So how do you learn the lingo? Like I always, when I do watch those shows, yeah. I'm like, how do you even know what, how to say those words? Like, well, it's just that's kitchen talk. Kitchen and, talk. So yeah. it's just something you learn in the in the process. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows some of it. Everybody knows Julianne. Everybody's heard that term. Everybody knows what a chop or an immense is and stuff. Batnets. You know, See, it, I don't know what that is. It's just a bigger cut than a Julianne. It's just they're fancy French words that people give to make their stuff sound more hoity-toity than what it is. It's it, it, there's a snobbery around a lot of food that I just can't take, oh. and that's one of it. Like, look, absolutely have your knife skills, and if I tell you give me a medium dice, know what that means, right? But my medium dice and your medium dice are different. Yeah, in every restaurant they're different. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It, it's food. It's supposed to be accessible. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to feel pretentious even though sometimes you got to use them college words because that's actually what it is and you know i'm still paying them student loans off so i'm going to use the words there you go go. (laughs) all right so um now let's talk about how you got to the the um brick mortar yeah so uh we we were my wife is an architect like i said and she's the the architect over at hwh Mm -hmm. That's where I first met her. Well, I technically met her in the in the burnout, but when I first met her and done, I've done a couple things with her was at HWH doing some jobs with them. Yeah, yeah, no, she's she's great, she, super yeah. great. So, and one day she was talking to I don't I can't remember if it was either Jordan or Holland Harper, mm-hmm. one of the two, and brothers. I, yeah, absolutely, they're brothers, and the whole family are just great people. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm like, hey, ask him about. The old boat arc building, or the Perry's off the square. Because it had building. been down for a little bit, for empty a, for a little bit. It went, yeah. through, it went through several iterations after me. It became Perry's off the square, which right. my buddy Michael Perry ran. Then it became main some main place, place. For, for a very short period of time, yeah. and it was something else in the middle of that that I don't even remember. Okay, okay. Uh, it, but so it sat vacant for a little bit, and so I'm like, hey, well, you know, let's. And it's a premium location. Like, I love, I this, love this spot. This is the best spot in, in Paris to me. Yes. I, I love my backyard. I love the feel of the inside. It's full the, of history. It, and it, It's history. I mean, this was a service station in the 30s. This, yeah. This was a, a taxi cab company. There's a giant antenna in my backyard. It, you know, at one point, this was part of the theater before the Great Fire. I mean, this, is, this spot in Paris has been here a long time. And so, and again, when, when I worked here, I always knew I loved this spot. You know, yeah. and so when I got it, I had to take a moment to really think. Take, it's it's kind of crazy that I actually got this. Yeah, you know, it, I, I don't know how. Right. So it just it, it happens. It just happens. Yeah. So anyway, so she 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 made the idea to it, and then we started we started talking to uh, several of them, including Alex Harper, which is mm-hmm. the sister. And mm-hmm. she was just the best at helping us. And so was Susie Harper, Chip's wife. Yep. And, you know, they all really believed in me and that I could, you know, make this place cool because what they really want is this part of town to be cool. Yeah. I mean, that's really what They're they want. They're passionate about that. It's all they think about mm-hmm. other than whatever business matters they handle in the office. They work all the time trying to make this part of Paris and downtown Paris hip mm-hmm. and cool and bring in young people who are energetic. Yeah. You know, they want young people here. So it, yeah. it was really cool that they would offer 
eventually offer me this place. That's awesome. So yeah, no, I have nothing bad to say about them. They're so you're in here, y'all. I loved what y'all done with the decoration. Thanks, thanks. I love the vibe, the atmosphere. All of it is just. I, I remember actually. I remember I got really excited. You guys did a couple videos yeah. and some social <laughs> media stuff as y'all were. I mean, y'all weren't even open yet, but no. you were just kind of giving people these sneak peeks of what it was gonna look like and stuff like that. And I just could not help but think, oh, how much fun is this? It's fun. It, it, you know, it, it's – the best part of a video game is when you're building your character up. Once, right. you, once your character's level 99, who cares? Right, you know? right. So it's coming into a place and all of this has got to go. This has all got to change. And then doing it because you can't afford to pay no one else. Right. So it was us and friends that came here and painted it and built this bench. And uh, Kit from Paris Bakery, which has the best restaurant in Paris, go eat Paris Bakery, uh, gave me the chairs. These are the lamps from the old Paris Bakery. He gave me those chairs. You know, this is all stuff that was given to me by, awesome. by, by a guy who owns a restaurant one block away and it's supposed to be competition, but we're not. Well, and that, I love that because it just shows the true heart of our community. Yeah. And I feel like people don't get to see that as often as, as I would like them to see that. that it, it, I don't, I loathe negative competition. Like yes. when someone takes it to the, to the point that they're, bashing another person so that they can get a couple more sales yeah like i think having more people downtown only does both your businesses good sure so why not why not work together why not give old chairs why not be supportive of your people around you and hope that you grow and build something that's bigger and better so that it benefits everyone on this block on this downtown square in this city in this county yeah, absolutely in texas like just if we we're way better together than we are fighting Absolutely. And, you know, even our menu show that. I make food for him. He serves in his restaurant. He makes all my breads mostly. Awesome. My hamburger buns he makes. Anything, you know, sliced sourdough, all comes from him. It, but when I had my food truck, he would let me use the old Paris Bakery's mixer to make my dough for the oh. food truck. No, I mean, he's giving me a ton That's of stuff. Great. He's, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's actually on my list. I have this list of, of uh, want to's on my, po- like a podcast list. I want these people on my podcast. Yeah. And he is on that list. He absolutely needs to be on that list. He's, um, he's, he's, I haven't approached him yet, but I, I, I mean to. But him being right over there and me being here, it makes this food wise the coolest spot in Paris. I mean, awesome. within a block, you have four really good restaurants. Yes. Two of them make everything from scratch almost. That's amazing. You know, Love him it. and myself. So it's just, it's doing it the hard way. That's the important way of doing it. Yep. It's not cool if you just buy it and throw it in a deep fryer. Right. You know? Yeah. It, it might be it's for some people. That's not but cool it's, for me. I don't care. I don't care about the money side of it. It I, comes I, I back want, to the art form of it. It's, it's all it is. Yeah. You know, the money was whatever. No. I, I got to make, I, I got to charge what I charge because I, you will be surprised how much one of these things costs to run. Yeah. It's no, ridiculous, I'm, man. Like, I was not expecting to spend as much as I did on this. That's so crazy. I feel like a lot of people underestimate the cost of owning and running your own business. Sure. I run into it all the time. Sure. I mean, it, they just see a dining room full of people, figure I'm spending this much, so right. this guy's making that much. Right. Man, it's, it's such not how it is. And, you know... You got employees. You've got bill like normal bills, air condition. Thousands of dollars a week in food. Yeah. You know, it's it's in alcohol and things like that, and you know everybody everybody has their hand out too. So. Well, yeah, and then even even like running credit cards and running the machine that runs the credit, all that costs money. Everything costs money. There's so many hidden little costs, and then you got taxes that creep up on you. So no, but it's great. I mean, I it's odd, but I think I'm. I've never heard of a restaurant. I've been able to pay all my own bills and make a slight profit my first year, even the right. well, technically my seventh year, of just because the parish community and yeah. they support you. And we're getting new faces in here all the time. Yeah, and, you know, ninety-eight out of a hundred are cool, but then there's that two out of a hundred too. I, you know, what else I love, and I, I don't know this person, but I'm just gonna give her a shout out. Okay. So I was in here. I was in here a week or so ago with Cass Haley mm-hmm. doing some stuff. And uh, one of your employees, she's so awesome. I don't know who she is, but she has big white hair. Stacia. Oh, my gosh. I come in here, and I'm just like, she's cool. I want to be her friend. No, you do. She's a sweet, sweet, sweet person. She, um, she's just the best. She, 
I'm the worst, and I've said this again on this podcast a, a bunch. I'm the worst icebreaker there is. Like I, <laughs> like I wish I was the person that could see that and like run up and like give her a hug and be her friend instantly because yeah. that's what I want to do. But sure. I can't do that. Like I just my personality doesn't work that way. But I think she is the coolest looking person yeah. in Paris, Texas. No, she's aside from us, obviously. Yeah, well, of course. But no, she definitely has her own thing going. Yeah, she, it's you know. She, she she puts a lot of effort into it and it, it pays off for and her. she's good she was she's she good. she did our table and she was she oh, was excellent we have amazing front of house her and charlotte's they're just the best awesome you know, so and that's hard to find oh man well they came quick and easy it's been the kitchen that's been the problem oh, <laughs> man i i've i've been in multiple positions where good help is really hard to find sometimes oh sure well right now it's just me in the kitchen my wife really helps, my wife helps when she gets off work because the kitchen it, help is just hard it's hard to find you know there's a lot of reasons why someone can't work in the kitchen with me so they're playing a band and they never show up playing a band <laughs> because it's punishment for past mistakes is all it is <laughs> oh man well thank you so much for being on my podcast no man thanks for having me i appreciate it dude. and listeners if you have not been to the red bear lo- new location well not new how long have you been here i've been here almost a year now. almost a year almost. so it's still kind of new but oh. if you haven't eaten at red bear or you've not been to the red bear location you need to go and try it it's super cool how like what are your open times yeah so we are open wednesday through sunday you got wednesday and thursday we're going to be open from five to nine on friday we're open five to ten saturday two to ten and sunday we're open for brunch and brunch is going to be from ten till two different menus for a lot of the days uh right now we're, we're doing pizza burgers kind of a favorites giant chicken parmesans that i make just everything that I like. Uh, Saturdays we don't do pizzas because my buddy at Paris Bakery does pizzas. Yep. And I'm you not don't, gonna don't do it. He's he's my buddy. Yeah. So we do steaks or just whatever special I feel like doing that week. That's that's my fun day. Um, I have heard from a couple people um, that they love that you're open on Sunday brunch okay. because there's not many people that do that. Yeah, I can understand why. It is a difficult transition. You know, I'm getting out of here at midnight, being back at four or five. So. But it's just, I, it's what's that? I keep saying it. That's what's cool to me. That's what's awesome. Brunch is a fun meal. It's you know everybody loves brunch. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't love mimosas? Especially on Sunday. Mimosas, sangria. I mean, yeah. That's all right. Do it. So yeah, come do it. All right. Thank you. Thank you again so much for being on my podcast. I'll do. It. Can't thank you enough, man. Appreciate awesome. you. All right. I just want to give one more big shout out to Toyota of Paris for sponsoring this podcast. These guys are super awesome. Go check them out. Again, off the loop, across from Home Depot. You can't miss them. The huge American flag. I love seeing that thing. Go check them out. As always, we post a new podcast every Monday. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.